This episode of Sports Caffeine is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SC2020. Your balls will thank you. And now, Sports Caffeine. It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of Sports Caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. And welcome, everybody, to Taco Tuesday Sports Night. It is Sports Caffeine. I'm one of your hosts, L. Bushman. Hope everybody's having a great Tuesday night. Uh, currently, right now, the Lightning are in the longest game ever played in NHL history in their uh, sixth intermission right now. The score is still 2-2, so we'll keep you updated on the score of anybody decides to end this game, hopefully by tonight. So I'm going to bring in my two uh, co-hosts for tonight, James Ludeman and Kaylee uh, Kaylee Chikoski. Did I say it right this time? Yes. 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 I said it right this time. So uh, happy Taco Tuesday, guys. Uh, what, what's going on? How are you? We are uh, we are in the seventh period stretch right now, everybody, over in <laughs> I, NHL land. I, I, was tell, I was telling Kaylee in our, our green room before we went on the show, uh, this is almost like an extra innings baseball game. I think it this keeps is going better. on and on and on and on and on. This is better. I, this is way better. Dude, I wish... No, they should have kept the shootouts <laughs> in this. This is just... it's Now it's just like, come on, just get the game over with. The Rays are playing right now. They're winning 2-1 to one over the Red Sox. Let's just get this over and get the next hockey game going on, too. Come on. Don't you agree with me, James? I, I mean... I love it. I just wish we'd score and be done with it, but I love it all at the same time. I know. This is sports, it. everybody. Sports are back. Let's I know. go. I know. I like it. All right. So you can, uh, of course, Sports Caffeine every Tuesdays and Thursday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can stream us on fanstreamsports.com and also the app, Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Uh, and make sure to go to manscraped.com. We were uh, advertising partnership with. You can use the code SC2020 to get your manscaped lawnmower and make your balls feel happy. And also we are partnered up with dugout mugs. You can go to dugout mugs. Uh, we will post up the link afterwards to go there and get your nice dugout customized mug. So lots been going on happening today in sports. College football is well, halfway canceled for some. It looks like it's going to be going on for others. We don't know. Uh, the PAC 12 and the, the big 10 have both canceled uh, their seasons this year. Uh, which I saw, leaves- Yeah, I saw a news. Uh, source on that by the way that there is a source out right now per twitter okay and and again you could take it for what it's worth because when you say there's a source you never know but this source is credible okay um on twitter and he says that the acc will play or the big 12 will play yeah so it is the big 12 the acc and the sec are looking to still play which is good i mean no you know having some college football there is good i think the pac-10 and i don't know what they're doing the big 10 and the pac-12 why push it all the way to spring when you know that the virus could still be there? I mean, what's what's the difference between having it now than and not having it in spring? So I, I, I those reasonings behind it, I don't know because you know I'm not in college football. I don't know anything about you know I don't, I'm not in there. I'm not in the trenches with everybody else. But I wanted to ask you too, and Kaylee, I'll go to you first. Do you do you think? Do you think you know having having the ACC and the Big Twelve and the SEC saying they they're going to play for right now? 
do you think there is a chance they could say, okay, we're, we might shut this down if, if cases keep going and going and going? You know, I really think that it is just a great coincidence about the Big Ten and the Pac-12. They're the two conferences that have players, you know, listing demands, grouping together, forming groups to say, we're going to unionize, we want a players association. So I don't necessarily know the full reason behind why they're canceling, but I do think that is such a leap to go from, hey, we're playing games to, hey, fall 2020 is not happening. And I don't think that it's a full coincidence. So I think we're going to see the ACC, the SEC play. I'm not sure about the Big 12, but I think at this point, we're going to see schools like Nebraska, Scott Frost alluded to it you know, today. I think we're going to see people and teams go into those other conferences and be absorbed by them for the season. So we're going to see the SEC pick up some teams, probably the ACC, who's already picked up an independent team. So I think that's going to happen. Um, I think they're still going to play. I think they're pretty committed to it at this point. And I think as long as their players are happy, and I think the ACC did it right, they came out with a schedule, they came out with health protocol, they did everything right from the jump, and their players are, they're happy. You know, obviously, we've got, you know, some Trevor Lawrence stuff stirring up. But other than that, I mean, it seems like it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, creating the hashtag. We want to play uh, a, a couple days ago via on Twitter. Uh, Co- Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh did come out and say, Hey, look, we want to play. You know, he had a whole manifesto and now his, his conference is canceling their season, which I think is a shame, but I guess, you know, he doesn't have to worry about losing Ohio state this year. So James, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, with the billions of dollars that college football brings in and now that, you know, student athletes are, are wanting to unionize and want to get paid for their services. Why, why, why is, you know, why are these two conferences pushing it out to the spring? Is this, is this going to make a difference if they push it out or is this just kind of hindering them uh, by pushing this out to spring? This is going to be before it's all said and done, the biggest mess in college football history. Okay. Period. Okay. And the reason is this, first of all, the PAC 12 has no guts. <laughs> they they quit. They quit because the Big Ten quit. I can tell you that right now. They're not leaders. They're followers. And if you want to know anything about that, look at the history of college football. And the Pac-12 is the biggest bunch of followers you will ever see in this Power Five conference. <laughs> I mean that. And, and I saw Dwayne's comment earlier about uh, we can only hope that the Power Five will postpone until spring. That is the worst thing that could possibly happen to college football. It's okay. Dwayne is a New York Giants fan. So, well, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. Um, No, but what I'm saying (laughs) to me, look, you, you're opening yourself. The NCAA is opening themselves up to a nightmare. If you play in the spring, because not only do you have all of the spring sports that are going to be going on basketball, uh, softball, baseball, all those things. But now what you're saying is, okay, uh, we're going to move football to the spring. No other sports matter. And on top of that, you're going to get athletes who are going to have an opportunity to go to the NFL draft who will not play. I can guarantee you right now, if the ACC moves to the spring, Trevor Lawrence will not play another down for Clemson. I agree. Because he's going to be a very high draft pick next year. And and he's going to make a ton of money. These players aren't getting paid. They're not getting anything. Why should they play? If they have an opportunity to go to the next level, let, let them go. And, and that's that's the one side of it. And then the other side, and I know, Kaylee, you brought up the Players Association. I've heard a lot about that. We need a commissioner. We need a Players Association. And on, on another show that I intern at, we had this discussion. And what I said was, do you really want a commissioner? 
do you really want a players association? Because what will happen, it will turn out like Major League Baseball. And you'll get a commissioner like Rob Manford, who's an idiot. Stooge. And I'm, stooge, and, not an idiot. Stooge, no, stooge. no, he's an idiot. He's, he really is. And, and he's a stooge, too. And the problem is, is that, to me, it, it, we need somebody who can fix this right now, not long term. And when you bring on a commissioner and a players association, it takes a while to fix it. So we, it's not going to be a good idea right now. If, if they were to bring in a commissioner, who would be the best fit? Your guess is as good as anybody else's. It's almost actually okay. I got a question for you. We, they they tried to remember they tried to do a committee with the BCS, that old BCS system for to you know for college football rankings. That was just it was a, horrible. That was a shit show until the the bowl championship series. And this this also brings back to the point too. And you know if they're trying to do bowl bowl season, they're trying to do the college football playoff. If you have two conferences that move football to the spring you're not going to have any of that. You're not going to have a really full college football playoff because the two conferences that you, that you want to have in there have decided, Hey, we're going to push the spring. Like, you, like, listen, TV sponsorships, they want to have Ohio state in there because they're a big moneymaker. Michigan is, is, you know, even though they haven't beaten a lot of big players and they but Michigan is still a, a, a big time conference in school they bring in money like Michigan state still does Penn state still does. So if you don't have those types of teams in the college football playoff, that's just going to, you're going to lose money. If you, if you push the spring and I think, and I agree with you, James, and I agree with you, Kaylee. I think this is just a stupid move for those two conferences to push out the spring because now, you know, the, those players and James, you said this before that, that want to possibly go to the NFL, they're going to opt out and say, you know what? I'm going to forego my senior season. I'm going to wait until the NFL draft. I'm not going to play in the spring where I'm going to have to wait up probably another full year to try out and, and show off my talents for the for the NFL. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. This is a total stupid mistake. Uh, but you never know. They might they might pull back after the, after the season starts and see how the ACC and the SEC do. Say, you know what? We might have to dial us back and not wait till the spring and then maybe bring our football back. Uh, well, then why postpone it? Like, I, I just, I asked this question. It doesn't make sense. Why, if you're going to do that and that's your mentality, which I think it is too, I agree with you on that. They're going to look, because I'm going to tell you this right now the SEC, they're going to play. Uh, they, yeah, may they, the only, they may be the only conference that plays, but they're going to be the ones to play. Out of all the five, it's going to be them. And I think also the ACC, I think they're going to play. ACC is good to go and, and SEC. To Kayla, you were about to say something? Yeah, I mean, like the ACC put out a statement today. Their health official of the of the conference basically said, here's all the reasons we're good to go. We're not worried about playing football. I don't see them canceling. I don't see – at this point, I don't think COVID is the true motive behind any of these conferences actually pushing to spring or actually canceling. Mm. So at this point, I don't think COVID is going to go away by spring. So the teams that are playing – through COVID for their players and for their conference, they're going to play. And that's the ACC and the SEC. Last, last point real quick before we move forward here. The reason why they're not going to play is not because of COVID. I agree with you. It's because of the liability to the universities. Yep. The universities yep. don't want to accept liability if a player does happen to get it. And they know that parents and everybody else are going to be crazy if their student gets COVID from being at a practice facility. But and this is the biggest point of them all to me. You are safer playing at a university that has health standards than you are going back to home, wherever that may be, and putting yourself in a situation where you could contract COVID from someone else. They're all practicing. They're all in training fields. They're all in weight rooms. If you put them in a practice facility and host games, like forget fans, but just host games and test and do all the protocol that 
professional sports are doing, then I don't think you're going to have an issue. But at this point, like you said, they're going home. They're seeing however many people. They're training with people from all over the country. And at this point, they're at more risk than if they just played the season. I think before we move on to, to the one thing I want to bring up with this is I think the, one of the biggest things that they have to look at it too is now, now may, they may be uh, you know living in a bubble on the, on the college campus and everything but you know the, the guys that are playing football or all the college sports that are going to be playing listen they they have to go to their dorms they have to go and and socialize with the people that they are in class with they're going to be hanging out with their boyfriends girlfriends whoever it may be so there there's going to be a risk there no matter what is going to go on there's going to be a risk while COVID is still around so. While the college football area has been kind of put in an upshift because two conferences have said, you know what, we're going to wait till spring. A lot of people on Twitter are saying, well, why doesn't the XFL come in and play football on Saturdays? So that has been one of the hot topics on, on social media today is the XFL. Now, Kaylee, you used to work for the, the Vipers in the XFL. We were kind of talking about this before the show. Could there, if, if, if this does happen where we could have a, <laughs> where we could have a, College sports, not on Saturdays, and I know the NFL was looking to maybe put games on Saturdays too if college football doesn't happen. Could the XFL, if they get it together right and maybe launch it up correctly, could we see maybe the XFL maybe start in late October, maybe early November, and get a season going if they decide to bring everything back like the way it was before COVID shut everything down? Yeah, and you know, I think the main issue with that is time, right? You know, they're starting from scratch. Everyone was laid off. I don't know how quickly you can turn around a football league. The assets are there. But who knows, you know, equipment, how quickly can you get equipment in? How quickly can you secure stadiums to play in? Because those contracts with those stadiums are, you know, I don't know what state they're in, but they're definitely not active at this point with the XFL filing for bankruptcy. So I can't imagine that they can secure all of the logistics in time. And I also think that puts them in a spot where they're directly competing with the NFL, which is a spot that I don't think that they wanted to be in from the jump. The Alliance didn't want to be there. The XFL didn't want to be there, which is why they're playing in spring, which is why they're kind of poaching talent that is NFL, you know, capable is so that they can play in the opposite season and contribute to the football landscape throughout the entire year. So I think it puts them in a weird spot as an NFL competitor, which is a little, it's, you know, it's, biting off more than they can chew at this point, um, trying to start up for 3.0. So I think, I don't think we'll see that happen, but I think, you know, I can see if they go to the spring, I can see players, you know, not wanting to wait until spring for college football and wanting to get paid in the spring, especially the ones that aren't planning to get NFL contracts. So I think that's going to be tough for if they do start in the spring for those conferences that are pushing. James, what do you think? Do you think the XFL could happen? Do you think The Rock with his millions and millions, millions of, uh, <laughs> of fans and money could, I was could with get you on that. I know, Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, uh, do you think they could maybe get something together? I mean, obviously, it's a stretch. I mean, we all know yeah, getting something together could be just a flat, could be like you would have to have an act of, of The Rock to get this done with him and his <laughs> partnership group group. But uh, do you think maybe something like this could happen? Maybe push it out even further, maybe November, December, have a Christmas treat with the XFL or. Well, there's, there's one reason why I think it could. And there's one reason why I think it won't. I think it could happen because of the success. And, and again, it depends on how you define success, right? Kaylee. I mean, I feel, and maybe you would as well. And El Bushman, you probably would also, especially Kaylee being there, you see that the XFL has success. Right. It was COVID that really kind of knocked everything out and stopped the train from moving. For sure. um, so that that's something that that they can build off of. And I th- lightning game is wild. No, they're playing uh, Columbus actually. 
Uh, they're end of their fourth over. Yeah, heading right heading now. to five now. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, here's a here's a poll for you guys. Which will end first, the show or the game? So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, but anyway, so here's why I think it won't happen because the NFL is going to do everything they can to get those Saturday slots. Think right. about this just for a minute. You have the NFL Thursday night. Uh, let's say college football, God forbid, doesn't play on Saturday. You have the NFL take that spot, which generates more money for them. So you have Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. I mean, that is the for the NFL, especially not having fans, that is the best case scenario for the NFL to bring in that money that they're losing inside of gate. And that's why I think they're going to lean more toward the NFL than the than they would the XFL. And I hate saying that because I do love the XFL. I thought it was a great concept. The rules were fantastic, yep. um, but I, I just think it's too soon to do it right now, especially if you want to do it the right way. You can rush it, but I don't think it'll be as good. I think they need to take their time and, and shoot for maybe sometime in 2021. Okay. All right, so let's transition to baseball. The Rays are actually being the uh, Boston Red Sox right now. <laughs> Two to one, the Rays are on a five – uh, five-game winning streak right now. Let's go. Took uh, three out of four from the Yankees and then one on their first road game uh, against the Boston Red Sox last night. Losing Charlie Morton over the weekend to a uh, shoulder inflammation. Uh, you know, we, we discussed this last week. Do we think it's panic time for, for the Rays? And it looks like it's not. It looks like they're they're starting to get the, the engine going. Kevin Kiermeyer's hitting, playing some good defense Whoa. last night. I know. Uh, Margot going four for four last night against the Red Sox. Outside of his mind last night. So, you know, it's with the loss of Morton, is this going to hurt them? Because, you know, the starting pitching hasn't been great. Hasn't been all that great, and the bullpen's kind of been looking shaky too. So you know, going forward, I don't know is the Boston Red Sox are kind of on the bottom of the barrel of the of the East right now. Can the pitching get it back together, uh, James? I'm going to start with you. Shouldn't have got rid of Mookie Betts, <laughs> losers. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know it's five overtime. Is that what you were telling me? Sorry, I'm getting an announcement from my studio think, producer. Yeah, they just started the fifth overtime for the Lightning game. Plus, we're under severe thunderstorm. Okay, oh, we're under a severe thunderstorm warning. In oh, case yeah. any of you are watching, that's only uh, in Alabama, everybody. Not that's true. Only in Tuscaloosa, guys. Only in Tuscaloosa. Um, so anyway, but no, here's here's my thing with the race. Um, Morton is a big loss, although Morton hasn't really been at a high level. Yes. And that's kind of that's kind of been interesting to me. Uh, Blake Snell, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year who I thought was going to start better, I would have said Charlie Morton. But Blake Snell has actually not pitched badly at all. In fact, he had a no-hitter going until Kevin Cash, for whatever reason, decided to take him out of the game um, the other night. But, you know, to each their own. So I think that – and they also lost Kittredge tonight too in the yep. first inning. Got the first out, came out of the game. So that's another loss for the pitching staff. But they're so deep in pitching – that that it just it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, Glass now has been really good. Uh, some of their relievers, Chazro, uh, I don't really care for. You know, there's some things, but I, I still think they got a deep enough you know bullpen and a deep enough pitching to go. And to be honest, I don't think we've seen the best of the bullpen for the Rays yet. You think the the train is still kind of gearing up and still getting the rust off and everything? Correct. Yes, correct. Okay. Did you guys see the uh, the fight the other day uh, with the Astros and the A's? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, did you see the hitting coach got suspended like Good. 16 games for that? Dude, yeah. Sus- suspend anybody associated with, associated with the Astros. I don't care if you're the ball boy, if you're the mascot, 
if you're the front, if you even sell hot dogs, even not you even not in the stadium anymore, you can suspend them all day. I don't care who you are. If the Astros are going to start shit like that, suspend him, suspend him for the whole season. I know he's like the hitting coach or whatever. I think he got what twenty games. It was that? like sixteen to twenty games. Good, it was throw, rough. Dude. Throw the throw the fucking book at him. I don't care. Like I, I know. Look, listen, listen. I get it. Like the A's, the A's players shouldn't have ran out because you know the COVID. No, thing he should have. The guy got hit three times. Well, I understand that. Game. I know, but but the, I know the I know the the rules. You shouldn't go after. But look, oh, it's, it's the Astros. Rod Manfred, who's the stooge, should know this is going to happen with the Astros all day. Every day, if you're gonna if you're gonna start shit like that, expect that to happen. So throw out suspensions all you want. The Joe Kelly one was kind of stupid. I I, I really don't yeah. agree with that one. I don't so. agree with that one at all. But I think when you have the Astros, like you know they're gonna be up to something always. When you let them <sighs> slide by on these antics for so long, it's kind of like what do you expect? And I think the whole league is kind of over it at this point. So I don't blame the A's. It just seems like the Astros are now becoming whiny little bitches now yes. because because they're getting wow. retaliation against them because the, yeah I'm saying they're really I feel like little dude I have so much <laughs> pent up aggression. Have you seen the Asterix uh, Twitter page for the Astros? Have you seen that yet? I have seen it. There so. is oh my gosh, Kaylee, do yourself a favor, go and find this Twitter page, and it's literally every bad play that the Astros have during the whole season they post it. Did and you Jose it? Altuve is terrible. Didn't see Rob Lowe wearing an, a Houston Asterix hat on Joe Rogan's podcast? That's hilarious. I did. And as much as I, I much as I admire Rob Lowe because uh, he told some great stories, by the way, he did, especially yeah. when he was on mushrooms and all the other crazy okay. drugs and stuff. And then he, but I just wanted to punch him in his beautiful man face because of the because of the Astros hat. That's how bad I hate the, like the pent up aggression I have against the Astros. I couldn't believe it. But I think yeah, it was I, on I, purpose though. I think it was like he was making fun of them with the shirt too. Like yeah. it was kind of a dual threat thing. I don't know right. what his loyalty is, but I couldn't tell if it was ironic and like making fun of them or supporting them. So I'm gonna, yeah. I don't know. I give him the benefit of the doubt. It's Rodlo. So. With with number two from Austin Powers, you don't know if he's gonna be shifty or not. <laughs> We've developed a new uh, coffee house. It's called yes. Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I say anytime the Astros go up, everybody plunks them. I don't care. I I just don't care. Till till time stops you do that to the houston astros because they are whiny little bitches now you know what that should happen to cardboard cutouts of fans should be flung at them anytime during the game not the dogs just not the, the dogs no the not cardboard the cutouts are charging the field everybody yes <laughs> every game like you should be able to like in wrestling you should be able to take a cardboard cutout like a chair and just hit somebody over the head with them so oh he's I using pat mcafee this is sick <laughs> oh my gosh he's gonna run upside the head with the cardboard Anyway. Thanks for thanks for joining us in the in the uh, comments, everybody. At Sports Cafe Taco Tuesday Sports Night, we were talking about how how much uh, we hate the Houston Astros and how much I want them to die slow, painful deaths. So let me hold on. Let me ask you this because and and again, I I'm just playing. Listen, I've been watching. I've been watching. Listen, I've I've been wa I've been binge watching Hannibal on Netflix. There's plenty of ways to torture and kill. I am. I'm just gonna play. Not that I'm saying we should kill them. No, no, no. I'm just playing devil's advocate for a minute. Okay. If they finish the season with a losing record. Is it done or does it? It's just forever now. It's forever. Wow, that's harsh, man. Altuve is hitting like one thirty, by the way, which makes me really happy. Good. It's he needs great. To, he needs to go back to Munchkin Land because he's the mayor of. <laughs> he swung. He swung so hard at a strike the other day, his helmet fell off. That was the funniest wow. thing I've ever seen. Every time, you know what? Every time uh, he goes to an opposing uh, uh, baseball stadium, they should play Yellow Brick Road every time he walks up to the plate. You know what though? That wouldn't be as shady as playing the. Uh, um, oh my gosh! What was the guy? The the 
he got like caught doing inappropriate things in his car. Oh, the and Blue then, Jays player. Yeah, and then they yeah. played. He was at the opposing stadium, and they played "Beat It." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much. Too much. Ah. That, that's too far. Altuve, that's the Yellow Brick Road thing is hilarious. Altuve gets a Yellow Brick Road and the Lollipop Guild. You know, like <laughs> represent the Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop. That, that, that should happen to Altuve. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Bitch. All right. I don't, and I, I'm not even drinking tonight, too. So I know. Have you cracked one open yet? No, I haven't cracked one open yet. Well, it's, it's wow. weird because I. For something I ate this afternoon is not agreeing with my stomach, so I might have to like drink a Coca Cola or like yeah, the Bismol, combine it in one. I don't know. Bismol, <laughs> y'all. This isn't a show unless we talk about the NFL. And we're going to bring up a new segment tonight. It's called the Running Back Debate of 2020, and we'll be doing this every single show until the season starts of different position of who will have a better season. Dalvin Cook. No, I'm just I don't know. Sorry, okay, what are you doing? Just throwing that out there. Just saying it. Well, see, you don't even know who he's going up against. I, know, I, put, these, I, don't I know. put these matchups together. Wait, is that one of them? Because I haven't seen the matchups. It's yet. one. It's one of them. So oh, I've okay. got. We've got. Let's see. One, two. We got, four, we got four matchups. That's my bad. I, that's I on me. I shouldn't have spoiled it because it is in the rundown in our chat, and obviously you don't look at it. No, so, I did look at the rundown. I just must have overlooked the name. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's on me. Somebody's beeping very. It's me. Okay. All right. So our first matchup is Zeke. And CMC, who has the better season? And Kaylee, I'm going to go with you. And please, to God, I hope you guys don't agree on this because I love debates on this show. Because it is CMC all the way, run CMC. I just don't see how the Panthers win without him, right? Like he's got to be top for the Panthers to win. The Cowboys, you know, they've got offensive threats. They like to spread the ball around. You know, I just don't see. I don't see Zeke coming out having a huge season. He'll get up there, but I don't see him being top three in the league this year. But I do think that McCaffrey is obviously versatile. He is kind of a jack of all trades. He's a pass catcher. He is quick on his feet. He's not taking quite the beating up the middle through tackles the way Zeke is. I just think that he's going to explode just like he did last year. James, Zeke, or CMC? I agree to disagree with you, Kaylee. I agree to disagree. Listen, Zeke Elliott is the man. Look, I love Christian McCaffrey. I think he's one of the best in the league, and I agree with a lot of what you said. However, if I am looking at who is going to have the better season, Zeke, for me, is going to have a great season. And I am not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, But listen, Dak Prescott is playing for a contract. Uh, Zeke Elliott is playing for, well, to be Zeke Elliott. And (laughs) – and I, and I don't trust the offensive line of the Carolina Panthers. I, I really don't. I think it's one of their weakest positions. And uh, and in order to have a good run game, I think a lot of it's going to be pass heavy because of Teddy Bridgewater coming in. Uh, and that's just the kind of quarterback he is. He's a pass heavy scrambler. And that's that's the that's my verdict. I'm going to go. Zeke has the better season, not by a whole lot to be honest, but I, I think Zeke just does a little better. Okay. All right. Moving on. Our next matchup. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, James, who has the better season? The Tampa Bay Lightning. No, (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, I'm playing. Um, Man, this is a tough one. You can't, you can't, you gotta, you gotta, come on. You gotta pick one. Um, You gotta pick one. (laughs) What'd you say? She wants to disagree with you. Disagree with you? I'm gonna say yes to both. Uh, No. Um, 
Saquon and who now? Who did you say? Who Saquon and Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara. Okay. Um, Put attention I'm, to the game for God's sake. I'm sorry, it's I've got you um, right here. I I'm gonna say Alvin Kamara, and and the reason I say that is because it's the NFC South, and I think that there are a lot of problems with the New York Giants right now. Um, they're another team that I don't really have a lot of trust in with their offensive line. Daniel Jones is is coming into his first real year. I know he stepped in for Eli last year, but he's coming into his first real year um, offensively. And listen, I this this hurts me to even say this because I know we're on Bucks Life Media, but I've said this on our show as well that I think the Saints are going to win the division. Thirteen wins is probably going to have to do it, and I think he's going to be a huge huge part of that, even with a pass heavy attack from Emmanuel Sanders. And Michael Thomas. So I, I'm going to lean toward Camara on this. All right, Kaylee, who has the okay. best? I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go Saquon. I think <laughs> at this point, you've got, you know, Garrett coming in. He's going to balance that offense a little more, but I still think he leans into Saquon in his first year. Like you said, Daniel Jones isn't quite set. They've got some young pieces, they've got some vets, but I still think at the end of the day, he's going to be a bigger facet of that offense than Kamara is going to be for the Saints. The Saints are an offensive powerhouse, but at the end of the day, when you're bringing back all of these vets that are well, they're proving themselves, right? Like they're, they're league leaders year in, year out. You got to think who's getting the, the lion's share of the, of the ball. Jay Bucks, I hate you. Sorry, anyway, um, what, what Jay said, sorry. No, all I'm saying, and that's a great point, John Decker. Thank you. Um, and so wait a minute, Garrett, is Jason Garrett. Yeah, he's, Jason Garrett. He's, he's now oh, the offensive okay. coordinator for the you New know, York Giants. You can't. No, you no, 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 no. You know you why you're wrong? Flip-flop. You can't flip flop. No, 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 I'm not. You know why you're wrong? Why? Because he was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys and had the best running back in the league and couldn't do nothing with him. And, sure. and that's and and I know he's not the head coach. He's the offensive coordinator, but the offense runs through him. So it's uh, to me, I I look at track record and I don't believe in it. James, you can't have, you can't have a rebuttal after she says who she. Is. Yes, I can. You can't say that. The great debate. Not part of the game. All right. Next matchup. I'm in a mood. I'm tired. Ju- I, I, well, yeah, you've been watching the Lightning game as long as I have. I know. They have postponed the game until 11 in the morning? Anyway, go ahead. Sir. All right, so Joe Mixon versus Nick Chubb. Who has the better season? Kaylee, I'm going to go to you first. Um, Chubb, I think, you know, he outplayed all of the offensive stars on Cleveland last year. I think, obviously... I think with Kareem Hunt, you know, coming back full swing this year, I don't think that he's going to get the ball as much as people think he's going to get the ball. I think he's going to be in there. He's going to be a factor, but I think the offense is going to run through Chubb at the end of the day. I don't see Joe Mixon being able to stay sturdy and durable the way that Chubb has through his career so far. I think, you know, Chubb is a guy who doesn't miss games. He, he plays week in, week out, and he leads the team. He leads, you know, He's up there in the league consistently. So I just think I don't see Mixon being able to stand stand next to Chubb. All right. James? I, I'm actually going to agree. Uh, uh, you're, so, uh, your mic is muted. You're supposed to disagree on this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow. Go ahead. Go ahead. You no, know, I Listen, he finished second behind Derrick Henry last year. And I think that that's a big stat that a lot of people forget. Look, Nate Chubb is – He's one of those guys that you could build a franchise around and and really have good success with. I think Cleveland's going to need to really depend on him this year in order to have any chance of winning this division. Um, because right now, as as far as it stands, um, it, it's it's the Baltimore Ravens division right now, and I still think it's going to be. Uh, but if they have a shot at making the playoffs, their run game has got to get going, and Chubb's going to be a big part of that. Mixon, I agree with you. I think Mixon's not durable enough to to 
to be a franchise guy. I think he's a good running back. He's solid, uh, but he's but he's not he's not Chubb. I, I'm going to take Chubb on that. All right, our last matchup: Derrick Henry versus Dalvin Cook. Oh my God, why James! Would you, why who would you do this to me? Who has a better season? <laughs> I quite literally hate this right now. Um, what we? I mean, that's the only matchups we have for this week. Just wait. No, till I know. Oh, I know. I know. Listen, my answer is Clyde edwards Hilaire. Okay. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm going to go Derrick Henry. Okay. Because, and here's why: Derrick Henry is the Tennessee Titans. Period. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Not Ryan Tannehill. No, no. The dude, you know, in one game last year, I can't remember what game it was. It might have been a playoff game. You know how many total yards he threw? Hundred under a hundred. Yeah, it was, it was like hundred and three or that something. Was the, that was the that was the AFC championship game, by the way. That is unbelievable to me. And yet, Derrick Henry's just mowing over guys, running for two hundred yards a game. I mean, he's he's a beast, man. And I love Derrick Henry. I think he's man. Oh, if I could just go back in the draft and draft him, I would have done it. But but no, I'm going to go Derrick Henry because the Tennessee Titans need him. I mean, he is the offense, and that's a guy that they, like I mentioned with Chubb, they're going to build around. Um, they, you know, Cleveland has other weapons, but Tennessee, they really don't. They they don't have a great offensive core like they do in other teams like Tampa Bay and New Orleans and things like that. So I love Dalvin Cook. Please don't get me wrong. This is a very difficult decision, but he's also injury prone. So I'm going to go with Derrick Henry on this. Kaylee. Who has the better season? I'm going Dalvin Cook. I I agree. This is probably going to be the matchup of the season when it comes to running backs. I think, like you said, Henry is the Tennessee Titans. But at the end of the day, Dalvin Cook is versatile. He's all over the field. He's speed off the line. He's making cuts. I think he doesn't necessarily rely on the offensive line quite the way Derrick Henry does, which helps him out a little bit. He's an excellent pass catcher. He's a short yardage guy. He's a guy that they're going to use in clutch situations. So I really don't see I, – I don't see Henry being able to catch him, but I think he's going to be right there. But I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. Okay, and that has been our first edition of Who Will Have a Better Season This Year. Stay tuned for Thursday as we move on to wide receivers on Thursday night's show of Sports Caffeine. So, all right, guys, it's been a great show tonight. The Lightning are still going on their fifth intermission right now, still tied 2-2. The Rays are still up on the Red Sox 2-1, of course. Before we get on out of here, James, Kaylee, anything uh, news and notes before we get on out? I, I really I, – I implore college football to to really – I'm telling you, I'm – listen, it's hard for me because as, as some of you might know, I'm an intern at our at our Tuscaloosa station here. Uh, so we cover Alabama football and baseball and all the other Alabama sports, Road Dad. Uh, but all I'm saying is it, it, it is very difficult to wrap my head around not having college football, especially for a town like Tuscaloosa that that is their main source of, of income for a lot of businesses uh, and things like that. I, I just I feel like there's a safe way to do this, and college football really needs to take a look at this and, and do what's right, for not just for the, the towns, but also for the players. The Big Ten, that's the other thing we didn't say. The Big Ten, they came in and said, okay, we're not canceling the season. We're just going to think about it. And then they're they not made the, yet, yet. No, and they're not. Dot, but, dot, dot, yet. But think about what the players are going through today. You know, they heard yesterday that they're not going to cancel. And now because the presidents came out and said, whoa, whoa, we're not canceling anything yet. And then today, you know, they're pushing it back to spring, which opens up just a nightmare for college football. So I, I just really hope that they're able to get this worked out, able to figure it out. And I know this is a weird time, but 
uh, man, just just work it out, college football for real. Kaylee, uh, vamos Orlando. We're about to. Yeah. Be- well, that's all I got to say about it. Well, before we end the show, we want to thank you for uh, the nomination for Best of the Bay, the the best morning show we were we were categorizing, even though we don't do mornings anymore because we're night times now. But thank you. And if you guys can go out, whoever's watching on the Facebook Live and Periscope feeds, please go out and vote for us for Best of the Bay, the best morning show category. We surely appreciate it. We are going up against some pretty heavy hitters in the morning uh, show space, but uh, any any vote counts for you guys. Also vote for Set the Sales, who's on there for best internet radio show too as well. Uh, we will see you guys on Thursday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully the lightning game will be done by then. Uh, I don't think the lightning game is uh, <laughs> still going to be on when we do the Thursday night show. Here's so, open. <laughs> make sure to go to manscaped.com. Use your code SC2020 to get your 20% off and free shipping. Uh, I know I've been using my Manscaped mower. Uh, it's awesome. James, you've been using yours too. Kaylee, you're pretty new to the show, so we'll, we'll maybe yeah. try to get, get you one. I don't, maybe yeah. a t-shirt. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, we got, we got dugout mugs coming, so that's all good. So, yeah. so anyway, so for myself, James and Kaylee, we will see you guys on Thursday. It has been sports caffeine. We will see you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of sports caffeine available for streaming on fanstreamsports.com and Fan Stream Sports, the app.